The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Every life, touch everyone connected in this service, wherever they may be. Thank you for your healing flowing right now. Thank you for your help. Thank you for direction. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, for victory for every single one. And we thank you, Lord, that all these things happen speedily for us in the name of Jesus. And the people shouted louder, Amen. Praise God. Psalm 126. I want us to go back there tonight. Psalm 126. We are still talking about acceleration and intervention. And I want us to believe God again tonight as we go through the word, as we pray, and as we just connect with God, there will be intervention in our lives tonight in the name of Jesus. There will be intervention for you wherever you are in the name of Jesus. Psalm 126 from verse 1, when the Lord brought back the captivity of Zion, we were like those who dream. Hallelujah. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongue with singing. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Verse 3, the Lord indeed has done great things for us and we are glad. Hallelujah. That will be somebody's testimony this season. The very thing that will make you glad. The thing that will bring singing into your mouth, joy into your heart, joy into your life. That's what God will do for you. And this, this psalm right here, it really captures what it means for God to intervene. Hallelujah. When God brought back the captivity of Zion, in other words, they were going through a difficult time, but a season came and a time came, God stepped in. And God stepped in in such a strong and mighty way, they were amazed. Hallelujah. Of course, when God stepped in, the mouth of the people was filled with laughter. It brought joy. It brought singing. Hallelujah. It brought gladness. Praise God. But they were amazed. It was like a dream. Oh, hallelujah. And I want to declare that again for somebody tonight. This season, God will show you mercy like a dream. God will open doors for you like a dream. God will meet your needs according to his riches in glory like a dream. God will promote you like a dream. Why? Intervention is coming. Hallelujah. And it is coming with speed. Glory be to God. And our part is just to believe God and to believe what he has said. Said the nations heard about what God did. And they declared the Lord has done great things for them. Somebody declared tonight, God has done great things for me. Oh, hallelujah. Say it with boldness. Say, God has done great things for me. Declare concerning the areas of your life. Concerning my health, God has done great things for me. Concerning my finances, God has done great things for me. Concerning my career, God has done great things for me. People began to say, the Lord has done great things for them. And then, 
they also testified, yes, indeed, the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. Hallelujah. May that be your testimony this season. May that be your experience this season. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want us to look again at the story of Anna tonight. I want to share from her story. Because keep in mind that summary we just read in Psalm 126. What intervention looks like. And... Um, all those things we said, it's, it's like a dream. Your mouth will be filled with laughter. Your tongue will be filled with singing. People will begin to tell about what God has done. But I want us to look at a, a real life story, a Bible testimony. Um, the story of Anna in 1 Samuel chapter 1. And many times when the word of God comes to pass or comes to fulfillment, um, it's, also, it's always good to look back at examples we see in scriptures and, and see how God actually plays these things out. When we talk about acceleration and speed, in fact, before we look at um, the, the story of Anna, we're still going to come back to that. I want, I want us to, 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 to think about the way this works and the way God does what he does because it's, it's important to have a scriptural picture to, way God, to the way God operates. Because sometimes um, when you think about God moving speedily or things accelerating in your life, if you are not careful and have a, a scriptural interpretation of what God means by speed, you may miss it. So somebody may say, ah, pastor, this is September. And there are things I've been believing God for since January. And God has not done them. I'm not sure this acceleration you are saying is going to happen for me. And anyway, you said God will move speedily or there will be acceleration. Well, nine months have come and gone. Or we're in the ninth month. Well, if you understand how God operates, even when God gives you a word like accelerate or speed, and the way he moves... Um, you will be able to interpret what God wants to do in your life and how God is going to do it when you have a good scriptural basis. If you are not looking at it from the light of scripture, you may think because nine months have come and gone and you've not seen what you wanted. And for some people, it's more than nine months. Maybe your own case may even be nine years. Nobody wants to um, delay and wait for things like that. But if you don't have a scriptural understanding of the way God does what he does, you may get discouraged, you may get confused, and it's just because you simply do not have a scriptural way of interpreting the way God says he's going to do what he's going to do. The problem is not with God. In fact, the problem is not with you. The problem is with your perception and your understanding. Um, Luke 18, before we go to 1 Samuel, let's read this um, story in Luke 18 and understand the way the intervention of God works. I love this testimony or this story here and the way intervention works with speed. Luke 18 from verse 1 and quite honestly here Jesus was teaching about prayer. Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not to lose heart. Somebody declared that tonight. Say, men ought always to pray and not to lose heart. 
And then he told them this parable saying there was in a certain city a judge who did not fear God or regard man. This was a person in authority, a wicked judge. He didn't fear God, he did not regard man. A Pharaoh-like person in power. Now there was in that city as well a widow, a widow in that city. And she came to him saying, get justice for me from my adversary. She was demanding something that was a right from this authority figure. And the Bible said he would not for a while. She didn't get the justice she needed for a while. Time was going. And he would not for a while. But afterward, he said within himself, Though I do not fear God nor regard man, yet because this widow troubles me, I will avenge her, lest by her continual coming she wearies me. So the, the judge made a calculation. It wasn't that he suddenly developed a tender or a soft heart. He was just trying to help himself. Look, this woman has been asking me, asking me to get her vengeance, but I, I, I don't want to help her. Left me, I don't care what happens to her. But she keeps coming back, she keeps coming back. So, in order just for me to find peace for myself, I'm going to answer her. Verse 6, Then the Lord said, Hear what the unjust judge said. And he's now comparing the status of the unjust judge and God. And he said, And shall not God avenge his own elect, who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them? Though he bears long with them. Verse 8. I tell you that he will avenge them speedily. Can somebody say speedily? Hallelujah. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Now, Jesus is not trying to tell us here that God is a wicked judge. But he's trying to point out something to us. Using that parable or that story of that woman that kept... Um, asking that wicked judge, um, avenge me, get me justice, get me what is due mine. We don't have the details of the background story. But he now said, if a wicked judge will rationalize that, look, if this person continues to come and harass me, how much more God? God is not wicked. But the same way that judge came to a conclusion, because that woman kept coming and kept asking for what was a right, he came to a point in time where the judge granted her a request. And he was now saying that's how God works. That it's when people, look at, look at that phrase it says here, verse 7, shall not God avenge his own people who cry out day and night to him. When people just trust God and pray to him and believe in him, time may seem to have gone it may look like months or even years sometimes God has not answered. But a time or a season will come, hallelujah, where God will bring answers speedily, hallelujah. And many times when you look at scriptures, when God moves speedily and when there's acceleration in our lives, it's in this kind of context that it happens. Are you following me tonight? It's in this kind of context it happens. There are many stories we can think of, but 
I want us to look at Hannah's story tonight. So let's go there again. First Samuel, with this Luke 18 parable at the back of our minds. First Samuel chapter 1. And we read about the story of Anna here and her family. I want to read a few verses. Just want to get into the story and try and apply some of the things that were told us about her for what people may be going through in our own personal lives tonight. Praise God. Hallelujah. Lift your hands where you are for a moment. Just, again, just shut your eyes and look to God and say, Heavenly Father, I can't hear you. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you right now that in this season of my life, you avenge me speedily. Say it again. You avenge me speedily. One more time. Say, you avenge me speedily. I receive that right now. I activate acceleration in the different areas of my life where I'm trusting you for speedy intervention. And I declare that's my testimony this season in the name of Jesus. Pray in the Holy Ghost with me for a minute. Let's just plug into that. Speedy intervention in people's finances. Speedy intervention concerning your health. Speedy intervention in your workplace. Concerning your career. Concerning whatever you may be faced with. Speedy intervention. You avenge speedily. Oh, yakala brekedo sata. Come on, just focus on God and pray right now. Speedy intervention. Eketo sataya labadaba. In the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter what the challenge is. It doesn't matter how difficult it is. I came to announce to you speedy intervention from God. Speedy intervention. Speedy intervention. Speedy intervention. It doesn't matter how impossible it looks in the natural. God will answer those and avenge those who cry to him night and day. Speedy intervention. Speedy intervention in the name of Jesus. Jesus, oh yakata yala begedosa, pa yala bagosata yala begedosata. In Jesus' name, oh hallelujah. Claim that again. Speedy intervention where I'm concerned. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. So we are introduced to Hannah in First Samuel chapter one, and of course, the main thing we know is that. Um, she was a second wife. Her husband, Elkanah, um, had two wives. Um, verse 2, they are told us about Elkanah in verse 1. He had two wives. The name of one was Anna and the name of the other was Penina. Penina had children. Hannah did not have children. And most likely, Anna was the first wife. Penina was the second wife. And it looks like things were happening for Penina, she had children, and Anna was trusting God. And um, it looked like God had shut her womb. And the Bible told us year after year, year after year, look at verse 7. Well, before we even read verse 7, the Bible told us because of that dynamics and that situation, and I guess maybe people that come out of polygamous families may, may, may say things like this. Penina used to... Um, provoke Hannah and just make fun of her because she had children. Hannah did not have children. And of course, in that culture and at that time, 
um, we can understand what it means for a woman to be without children. Verse 7 says, so it was year by year when she went up to the house of the Lord that Penina provoked her. Therefore, Anna wept and did not eat. And her husband will do everything he can to encourage her. Um, he, he will tell her, verse 8 says, Ekana, her husband said to her, Anna, why do you weep? Why are you allowing the burden of this challenge you are going through causing you to cry? Why do you weep? Why is your heart grieved? Am I not better to you than ten sons? Now, there's something we, we need to see here and a picture we need to understand here. On a level, this man, Ekana, the husband, um, is like God, if you want to apply it to us, to a child of God. So it's like that relationship. In any case, Jesus said that the relationship between the church and the believer is like um, husband and wife. And you may be in a place in your life or in a season in your life where you can see the blessing of God in the lives of another wife. Another child of God. Oh, that person's marriage is doing well. That person has great health. That person is doing well in their finances. That person's ministry is blossoming. And you are looking at your own and it looks like the fruitfulness you want to see, the blessing you want to see, the increase you want to see is not manifesting. Praise God. Now keep in mind, I want us to focus on intervention and speedy intervention and how it applies. And that's why what Elkanah was telling Anna here in verse 8 is so powerful. He said, okay, yeah, I know you don't have children yet. I know this other person has children and you, you don't seem to have yet, but am I not better to you, praise God, than ten sons? In other words, because you have me and I'm in your life as your husband, even though the money has not come, the children has not come in our own case, or whatever it is that has not come, is it not better? Is it not better? And we need to think like that as believers. Particularly if we are people that are going to enjoy the intervention of God, and if it's going to come speedily. That what God wants you to have, in this case children, and what God is promising you has not manifested yet, it can be health, it can be fruitfulness in one area or the other of your life. It can be anything. That it hasn't happened yet is no indication that it will not happen. Or that God will never give it to you. The important thing to value is your relationship with God. That look, as long as I have this divine relationship with God, I'm in relationship with God, He's there as my husband, it doesn't matter what I'm not seeing yet. Praise God. Because at a particular time where God has ordained for these things to happen, God is going to intervene. Can I hear a loud amen? And God is going to intervene with speed. Can I hear a louder amen? amen? Glory be to God. And it's so powerful. The Bible tells us when Elkanah told that to Anna, it apparently changed her countenance and attitude to the whole thing. She was weeping, she was provoked, she was downcast, mainly because of what the other wife was doing, and now Penina was flaunting her own 
progress and prosperity before her. And then Ekana just came and he just gave her that change in perspective. Gave her that change in perspective. And that's so powerful and sometimes that's what we need. Am I not better to you than ten sons? Verse 9, so the Bible told us, so Anna rose. After they had finished eating and drinking in Shiloh. And if you read further down, she now went into that place of prayer and she poured out her heart in prayer. Apparently that shift in perspective that Elkanah gave her, she wasn't praying and praising God before then. Because she had no children, she didn't have what she wanted. And Penina was provoking her, it had broken her down, she had become depressed and she had forgotten and she had forgotten the kind of things God could do in her life and God wanted to do and she didn't have the right perspective. But when he told her that, look, yeah, I know you don't have children but I am here, I'm your husband. And remember all the other things that the Bible told us, I didn't read that part. What Elkanah used to do for her, just to encourage her when he would give Penina um, offering, he would always give Anna extra. Because he knew she was in that situation. And I think sometimes we look too much at the things we want to see in our lives that God hasn't done. If you are not careful, you are blind to the things that God is doing for you. That other people don't have. Okay, yeah, you don't have all the money in the world, but you have good health. Hello? Oh, you don't have children yet, but you have a spouse that loves you regardless. Oh, you, you've not experienced promotion on your job in the last three years, the last four years, the last four years, but you still have a job. You have not lost a job. And Ekana used to do that for her. Praise God. Let me read that to you, verse 4 um, in the story. It said, and whenever the time came for Ekana to make an offering, he will give portions to Penina, his wife, the one that had the children. And to all her sons. But to Anna that didn't have a child, he would give her double portion. Why? For he loved her. He loved her. Although the Lord had closed her womb. So this relationship between Anna and her husband, it's a type and a shadow and a picture of how our relationships with God can be at times. And yes, yeah, there may be certain major things certain primary things that you want to see in your life that it's as if God has not done for you yet, but you can see God has done it for the other wife, the other child of God. But if you will stop to look, you will see some other things, some other double portion things that God is doing in your own life. Hallelujah. But all that wasn't visible to Anna. It was just that provocation that was coming for Penina and the negativity and the difficulty of our circumstances. And it can be quite difficult to want some things in your life that God can give you, that God has promised you, that God has given other people, but you don't have. But I have good news for somebody today. God is going to intervene in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you. And God is going to do it with speed. Praise God. That's where this story tells us talks about us, talks to us about. Hallelujah. And we've just got to be like that woman in Luke chapter 18. Just be persistent day and night. Day and night. Be persistent. 
talking to God day and night, speaking by the Spirit day and night. And a time and a season will come where God will intervene speedily. Hallelujah. Ultimately, that's what happened to Anna. Praise God. The Bible told us when Elkanah helped her to shift her perspective, she now drew courage from that. And she went and she just went to pour her heart out to God. Verse 10. The Bible says she was in bitterness of soul, but she had summoned enough strength from that shifting perspective and she prayed to the Lord and she wept in anguish. Oh yeah, she still wanted the miracle. But thank God now she wasn't overcome with grief to the point where she could not pray. And the Bible told us she made a vow, verse 11. In that place of prayer, she made a commitment. Oh Lord of hosts, if you indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me, hallelujah, and not forget your maidservants. Let me tell somebody here tonight and remind you, God has not forgotten you. Hallelujah. God can never forget you. Praise God. Now she's just speaking from her own perspective. But she, she, the important thing here is that she was pouring out her heart to God. Remember me. Don't forget your maidservant. But you will give your maidservant a male child. And she made this commitment and vow. I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor shall come upon his head. Praise God. The scripture tells us as she was praying, Eli saw her, the priest. He actually thought she was drunk because they had been feasting, like the Bible tells in the background. They had come to Shilo and they had been feasting. So he, he even rebuked her, ah, why are you still drinking? He said, no, I'm not drinking. I thought I'm drinking. No, I'm just praying from my heart. And he now told her to go. Go in peace, verse 17. I'm trying to move because of time, because I want to get somewhere. Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked. Hallelujah. Verse 18, she said, let your maidservant find favor in your sight. So the woman went away and ate, and her face was no longer sad. I want to bring out something powerful there as well. It's so important when the man of God or the man of God over your life declares certain things. Eli did not know the background story. He didn't know as much. He actually looked at her and said, this is a woman that has just been drinking and everything. But he proclaimed those words over her, go in peace. And the God of Israel grants you your petition which you have asked. And of course, Anna embraced that. So we should watch out for seasons where a word comes like God is speaking acceleration. We are talking about prophecy on Sunday and embracing prophetic statements. When God declares things like that through his servant, intervention, it may be the key that unlocks everything for you to open things up. And that's what happened to Anna here in her story. Hallelujah. And you follow the story. And this is where I want to talk about the way God brings speed and when God intervenes. Hallelujah. So the Bible told us of course, she went and she eventually got pregnant and she had her first child and she gave birth to Samuel. Verse 20, so it came to pass in the process of time that Anna conceived and bore a son. 
And she called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him, I have asked for him from the Lord. Hallelujah. And of course, she maintained her vow. And you know the beautiful thing? The Bible told us later on, when, when we read, not only did God give Anna a child, and this is where I want you to see how speed and intervention operates. Obviously, God intervened in our situation. Verse 21. Let's read from verse 20 of chapter 2. So, for years, nothing had happened. She had no children. And it looked as if God had forsaken her or God had forgotten about her and God had abandoned her. But then, a time came through her shifting her perspective, very important, through that release of that prophetic word from Eli over her. And a few other things, of course, her prayer life, her devotion to prayer and things like that. God intervened. I decree over someone under the sound of my voice again tonight. In this season of your life, whatever it is, God shall intervene in the name of Jesus. And God will intervene speedily. Hallelujah. She got the first child. And chapter 2 verse 20, the Bible says, And Eli would bless, would bless Elkanah and his wife and say, The Lord give you descendants from this woman. After they brought Samuel to dedicate him. God gives them from this woman for the loan which you have given to the Lord. Then they would go to their home and the Lord visited Anna so that she conceived and bought three sons and two daughters. Hallelujah. An additional five children came. Praise God. Meanwhile, the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Hallelujah. For years, it looks as if nothing was happening. But then, when God stepped in, not only did she get the one she believed God for, God now multiplied and there was speed and she had five other children. I want you to paint that picture because when we are talking about God intervening and God stepping in with speed, many times this is how it happens. Many, many times. It may not be the day you are stepping out or the, the day you are, you are thinking that God will move, that's when you to move. Don't let that phase you. Let me tell anybody, don't let that phase you. In his time, he makes all things beautiful. Your own part is to know that God will avenge his people that cry to him day and night, and he will avenge them speedily. Can I hear a loud amen? When the time came that God was going to do what God had promised, she, he came in, and of course, Samuel was a special child. He was the first um, priest after the fall of the house of Eli that God raised over Israel. And one of their greatest judges in those days was a special child. But not only did God do that for her, God also gave her five. She was just having children after children after children. And that's how the speed of God works. There may be a time where it looks as if everything is barren. But after God steps in, glory be to God, everything changes and everything changes speedily. And everything changes for good. So shall it be for you this season in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Go back to that Luke 18. And you will see how, what, what we are talking about tonight. And this is what we are going to pray and believe God for. The same story with this widow woman here. She had prayed and she had prayed. And for a while, looks as if nothing was going to happen. But this is the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I tell you, verse 8, Luke 18, verse 8, God will avenge them speedily. Somebody shout, God avenges me speedily. Declare this with me tonight. Say, like Anna, God avenges me speedily. God intervenes in my situation. And he intervenes with speed. Hallelujah. Just change your perspective. Glory be to God. Just my relationship with God is more than 10 times the thing I'm believing God for. And when God decides to step in and to intervene, he's going to turn everything around for us. Can I hear somebody declare loud amen? amen. Hallelujah. But this is the key. Look at verse 7 of that, Luke 18. And shall not God avenge his own elect? Does somebody understand that you are God's own elect? Hallelujah. Shall not God avenge his own elect? Who cry out day and night to him, though he bears long with them. Cry out. That's talking about praying. Remember I said the parable saying, I'm telling you that men not always to pray. Men that expect intervention with speed, they ought always to pray and not to faint. Hallelujah. And you know when it kind of helped Anna to change her perspective that, yeah, the children may not have come, but bless God, I still have a relationship with God. The breakthrough may not have showed up, but bless God, God is still in my life. And she changed that perspective and she drew strength from that. And she went into that place of prayer. She triggered something. And the man of God just came and said, go in peace. God has done it for you. And then there was intervention. And then there was speed. From zero, she accelerated to six children. Hallelujah. And I see God doing that for somebody in this season. Hallelujah. Praise God. Lift your hands where you are. If I rise up on your feet, we're going to pray. Shout intervention. Shout acceleration. That is my portion this season. Declare with me as I begin to pray right now. And those of you streaming online, join us if you can where you are. As I begin to pray right now, like Anna did, I activate the intervention of God in my life and in the areas where I want to see results. And I thank you, Father, at the appropriate time, at the God-ordained time, that intervention manifests and it manifests with speed from nothing I move to overflow from empty I move to more than enough and when God stepped in it becomes like a dream when God turned again the captivity of Zion it becomes like a dream that will be my portion this season in the name of Jesus. Somebody open your mouth. Let's pray and activate intervention with speed again tonight. As God begins to avenge us speedily, whatever the area is, perhaps you are like Hannah, you are trusting God for a child or your own story is something else. Whether it's marriage, whether it's concerning your career, whether it's concerning finances, God will avenge his own elect. Weeks may have gone by, months may have gone by, years may have gone by like Anna. It looks as if nothing is happening. Don't let that discourage you. 
have a change in perspective. The God that you have in your life, your husband, your maker, is more to you than ten sons. And when he eventually intervenes, he's going to bring speed. When he turns around your captivity, it's going to look like a dream. It will be a great testimony. The preceding message was brought to you by King's Word Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00-00640.